You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Or should I say, welcome to Tim Talks. Bump, bada, bump. Thought I'd change that for you. A little different, you know, something. I'm out of here. Um, and, whoa. Just change. Because <laughs> I changed. I can't, I can't take it anymore. I know. Hey, listen, this still works. I mean, people still are thronging to hear. <laughs> they can't wait. They can't wait. I mentioned the I mentioned the the May family here at the Fundamental Baptist Church, and uh, they said this. They said it's almost like I've been talking to you all week. I've heard you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and That's uh, great. it's it's like we we haven't missed a beat. So I love that. I love Amen. that we can have that kind of relationship. So uh, I'll be over tomorrow to do my laundry. Um, yeah, well, I I really close. appreciate our. We got a lot of church members that listen to Tim talks. Yeah, and that's uh, they listen to Tim talks because they don't listen on Sunday. Well, <laughs> I want to talk to you about changing some things. <laughs> Maybe you should consider just playing Tim Talks on Sundays. <laughs> You're the 40th person who said the same thing. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. So we said on Wednesday that, at least to me, there's two words that are often interchanged, used interchangeably, yes. but yes. I think they are completely different. Okay. So the words evolve and grow. Okay. Evolve and grow. Yes. So when you think of a ministry or uh, maybe a ministry within a church evolving, mm-hmm. you know— when I, what's your first impression? Uh, I'm a creationist, and I don't follow that evolutionary thought. Uh, <laughs> that'd be go. my first thought. Um, well, evolving is, as the church grows, obviously, we come back to adaptation. Um, as the church grows, you need a bigger building. As the church grows, maybe you need more buses. As the church grows, you need more Sunday school teachers. So evolving to me is that you are, you are changing because of growth. And you are looking for ways mm-hmm. to enhance a program so that you can bring more growth. It all comes back to that for me. So evolution to me would be that there's change, but it's a necessary change. Yeah, I can see that. You know, what what I, again, this is still inter, intermingled with my thinking which sometimes is way off track. Mm -hmm. But when I think of evolve, I think of something that is left alone and organically it, Mm. it, it makes changes within itself because it's left alone. Yeah. And, and to me, um, that's not the way that, that God produces change in our life. It's growth. It's, it's growth in the Lord. It, we ch- we make changes because now instead of two bus routes we need six, or mm-hmm. it, it, and so then you've got to make the changes of 
are we going to be careful not to maybe we're we're a church of a hundred people, and if we bring in three hundred bus kids on a Sunday, we can't handle that. And right. so if you just evolve and let it just go without any control, um, you know it's not it's not always the wisest. So to me, that I see difference that. There, that that's what my original thinking is, is the difference between, you know, growing and evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, too, the thought of, you know, that is it, is it necessary to evolve? Do we do we fan that? Do we promote that, that we see those things happen? Um, is it intentional or is it just, as you said, organic? Um, I, I think there are times when it has to be, from the top down, the pastor has to say, hey, listen, mm-hmm. um, this has not been effective for us. We tried a new program. It's not effective. So we've got to change or alter that program so that it does bring growth. Because really, for every preacher that's listening to this and every person listening to this, for a preacher, it is about growth. It's it always is. about growth. Yes, right? it is. Spiritually, numerically, financially, yep. growth. Uh, because growth is life. If you're not living you're not growing. And so we want to see growth. And and sometimes there's different types of growth within the church. And sometimes we think if it's not numerically, then it's not real growth. But there right. were times in our church when our church grew spiritually. Amen. And that was m- as or more important than the numeric growth, because you can have a big crowd that's not spiritual, and you can have a big crowd that's not doctrinal. And yes. so you've got to really keep check of those things. And, and every year, again, I would analyze, where did we grow this year? Amen. And as a pastor, and this isn't for everybody, but as a pastor, I thought, if I go a couple of years and I don't see some type of growth, whether it be numerically, physically, spiritually, financially, then I know it's time for me to either make drastic change or I have to be the change. And I got to that place in my ministry where I saw those two years and I thought, you know, it's time and I've got to be that change. And that's hard to do. But yeah. our church, since I've left, has seen growth. They're seeing people saved. Um, they're baptizing. And mm-hmm. I have mixed emotions about that. I'm I'm thrilled and excited. And at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, sh- why didn't that happen when I was there? But it was that time. It, it yeah. was, And that's, that's a hard thing. But you've got to get to that place. If you love the church and you understand it's not about me. It's about Amen. the church, and that's for Amen. every person listening to this. It's not about you. I had somebody just write me and, and say, we got your propaganda in the mail, mailing to oh, Quebec, yeah. and I can't believe you cut down a tree to you know, send this to me. <laughs> oh, I get that all the time, all the time. You cut down a tree. I'm like, yeah, I went out and hacked down a tree and made pulp out of it. You know, I, I appreciate said, people like that who do not use toilet paper. The, I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, next time you need to blow your nose, don't use a Kleenex, pal, because that's from a tree, right? You're just going to throw it in the garbage. What a waste. So I said, in the end, I said, you know what? I said, we've had hundreds, thousands of people write us and thank us. I said, yes. it's not about you. It's not about you. And the church is not about you. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ and his bride. And sometimes, and I agree a thousand percent with everything that you just said, and sometimes the growth doesn't come from the top, it comes from the workers. Yes. You know, they see something, they're they're day in, day out, they're hands-on doing this, and they'll, you know, Pastor, 
I think that this would be better if we could do this. And it's like, yes, why didn't I think of that? And right. so that 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 person who had been laboring and praying and working, you know, the the Lord revealed that to them. And they, in turn, you know, told whoever it was, maybe a, somebody in charge of Sunday school or whoever it was. But, uh, you know, so many times some phenomenal things happen whenever the people that are doing the hands-on work see the difference. And it, they, it bothers them. They're burdened about it. They pray about it. And I think this will work better. And sometimes those are the best changes you can make. Yeah, the people in the trenches, um, and that's sometimes as a pastor, you, you can't be in every Sunday school class. You right. can't be in every junior church program. You can't be on every bus. So you do have those eyes and ears of people there, and they do see it. And and here's what a mistake I see. A lot of times pastors, if it's not their idea, it's not a good idea. Yes. I didn't think of it, so it can't be of the yes. Lord. And, you know. You, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. You've got to know the people that are doing the job love it. That's why they're doing the job. They're not getting paid and they want the best and they want to give their heart and soul to that as well. So you've got to allow them that opportunity. All right, let me throw this in here. Why do we just sort of leave a ministry alone? And I don't mean, because you're right, as a pastor, you're not everywhere, everything, but it, but it seems like oftentimes we as pastors will get something going, we brood over it, we, we're concerned about every detail, and then, I don't know, at some point, it's like we never even acknowledge the workers anymore. We never, you know, right. that's a, so why is that? Why does that happen? I've got a couple thoughts. Number one, I don't, I don't want to encourage because I don't want to do more. I don't want to encourage workers to do more because I don't want to do more. I don't want to be responsible for more. I've got enough on my plate. I don't want to worry about new programs and new ideas and buying new things and spending more money because, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of consumed with what I've got right now. And then other, sadly, I believe just some people, some preachers just don't want to work that hard. They mm. just they're comfortable in what they're doing. And and I think that's why we don't want to change. My wife always wants to change our house. I'm like, honey. We just bought it six years ago. Well, I want to paint. Why? Well, we got to keep up to date. We've got to, you know, if we ever want to sell, we want to make sure that we're up, you know, where we want to be. I said, well, we don't want to sell, but I know, but, and and she wants to keep the thing fresh and new. Where I'm like, well, I don't want to change. Why don't I want to change? Well, number one, I don't want to do it. And number two, I don't want to pay for it. That's mm. the truth. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't think it needs to be done. I just don't want to do it. I think it's the same yeah. way in churches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So guess what I did? Painted the house. <laughs> Actually, I paid to have somebody else do it. <laughs> I'm at that point in my life where like, it's way cheaper if somebody else does it. I don't have the time. I don't have the expertise. It's going to look terrible. And these guys did it awesome. So, oh, there yeah. you go. And in ministry, sometimes it's the same thing. Sometimes I've got to say, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I don't I don't have the technological skills to do what a young person coming up, having been born with yeah. those things and working yeah. those things can do. So sometimes I've got to say, you know what? I've got to bite the bullet and spend some money and hire someone mm-hmm. or at least, you know, contract out something so that it can get done. Yes. 
right? Very good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's where we're at. Yeah, okay, I, let I me, think that's that's really honest. Let me throw this at you. We got about uh, nine minutes. Yep. When's it time Final to scrap word. something? Yeah. When's it time? To, yeah. When's it? When's it time to scrap something scrap. in the church? When do? When do you say you know we're done with that? We're not doing it anymore. Whenever I'm sick and tired of doing it. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> usually. If you want to be honest, true? I mean, yeah. but truly, um, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't have an answer Here, for that. You just here's whenever, what, the, here's what whenever I the Lord reveals to it. Yeah, I I do have an answer. <laughs> Always, when it's not effective anymore. When when I'm doing something, but it's not effective. It's not bringing a, the result that I need. So if I'm doing a kids program on Tuesday at a school and I'm only getting one child or two children to come, is it time to say this isn't effective anymore? And, you might, and some might say, but you're getting one or two kids. Right. Can I change it so that I can get five or six kids to come and still, and still reach my objective of getting kids to hear the gospel? Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at scrapping Tuesdays and move to Thursdays. Or I'm going to scrap using flannel graph and get a video projector, things like that. If it's not effective, I've got to think of maybe letting go of that idea. And and we've had things in our church. We've had ministries in our church. Um, we had a lady that said, I want to have a library in our church. I want people to be able to read. Mm. I'll bring in books. I'll take care of it. It'll be awesome. You know what? It never went anywhere. Nobody ever right. checked a book out. I said, right. you know what? We're done with the library. Take your book home. Yes. And I did it very nicely, but I basically said, you know what? It just didn't go. I'm sorry. It didn't right. It didn't work. And I told her. I told her it wouldn't work because St. Thomas, Ontario, um, a lot of factory workers and a lot of my folks left high school to go right to the factory, and a lot of them were almost illiterate. And so that's that, that we just said it didn't work. So, sadly. Yeah, whenever I think of scrapping something— I, I want I think of eliminate it completely, mm-hmm. and so if it's a biblical process, you never scrap it. You know, right. if, if it's something that's biblical, like like let's say, um, as we mentioned, door to door, so on. Now, yep. the Bible does say in in uh, you know in house to house and and such like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if if someone was going to if we were starting a different soul winning ministry that was going to still be able to reach every neighborhood, yeah, I'd consider it. But um, and we do many things besides door to door, but there still is the aspect of we got to do what the Bible says. Like for example, preaching. Preaching is necessary preaching is commanded so we're not going to scrap preaching and that doesn't just mean oh what a coincidence you're not scrapping your job you know no it's because it's scriptural and so as we scrap things if we're if we are eliminating something for something else that is still a scriptural activity and we're not completely removing that scriptural activity I think that there's some benefit in that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think, again, it comes down to a very real look at 
what are we trying to accomplish? And if those goals aren't being met, then we have to rethink through, and there may be something that we can, you either have to revamp it, or I think you have to let it go. And I can think of, you know, a few other things in, in our ministry over the years that we just let go because it it wasn't, we tried to revamp it, we tried to change it, and it still didn't go, so we let that go. Um, one of the things would be we had a little orchestra for a while. We had pl- people that played instruments, mm-hmm. and, and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I played in it. I played my trumpet in it. We had some flutes. We had violins. We had, yeah. you know, all that. Well, some of the people that were key in that left our church, and some of those that were key in that grew up and moved away from our church, and some of the people that were key in that just got too old to play, and so we no longer have a little orchestra, mm-hmm. and sadly, we tried to keep it going as long as we could, but it got to where it was almost embarrassing to have the people play that were playing, and so we just said, you know what, we're just going to let it go, um, and... Um, that's where it went. So yes, yep, right, yeah. Uh, some people that happens with a choir. There's there's no one to really, really teach the people right. how to sing, and mm-hmm. that is going to be very uh, dutiful and and wanting to do. Everyone wants to do their best, but there's if there's no way to direct them and give them that cohesion where it is their best, then sometimes, you're right, it becomes a little bit more of a detriment rather than a positive. It becomes a negative, you know, that yeah. you don't you don't want people sort of snickering and, and laughing because, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, look, we're going to mess up sometimes. It's just going to happen. We're human beings. But if it's right. every Sunday, you right. know, people are like rolling their eyes, then yeah. you got to scrap that, at least for right. the time being. Not everybody has the same ability that I have as a pastor to be able to teach all four parts at one time (laughs) and and produce a high-quality choir like we had at Bible Baptist Church. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, I just... I could kick myself for giving you back that tape oh, and not making a copy of that thing. Oh, oh. I'm I'm kind of sad as well. I'm kind of sad. It'd be great it to was, hear it now. Yes. I, maybe I can reproduce it. Maybe I can do it. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I. This is the honest truth. I was driving down the road coming to Kinross, Michigan, and I thought of that. That's And great. I started... I started singing the parts, all four parts. <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was a classic. That was a classic for uh, the new the good- listeners. Yeah. Whenever Brother Stone started his choir many many years ago, oh, um, thirty-five. One years of ago, the ladies 36. said, "Pastor, I can't make the Monday night choir practice or Tuesday, whatever it was." I can't make the monthly choir practice that you're doing in the evening, but I want to learn my part. Can you record it for me? Yeah. And so Pastor Stone, being Pastor Stone, does he set the mic on the choir? Oh, no. He no. sets the mic on himself. Yes. And so every choir song, whether it was bass, tenor, alto, soprano, he sang with them and not an octave lower 
but on the same key. And so yes. what yeah. was it? You guys had a big fellowship over your house. You gave that tape yep. to that lady and never no, heard no, anything back guy. from it. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, you finished the story a few months later. Yeah, so a few months later we're at one of my members' houses, and he's a real real joker and and he goes hey everybody i want to want to play this new tape i got for you and i was like oh okay i said what is it he goes oh it's awesome it's a new guy singing you're gonna love it and um so he puts that thing in and and here's my voice when uh, i forget the song now. when um, with his love he with his love me. he bought me when he went astray i said okay and that's that's the lead okay now we're gonna do the tenor with his love, he bought me as he went astray. Okay, let's do the bass. When his love, he bought me when he went astray. And then I do the Sopranos. With his love, he bought me as he went astray. <laughs> we were crying, laughing. I said, give me that tape, man. I got to have that. He gives me the tape. And I played it for you, yes. and you were dying, oh. and you wanted you wanted to get you get hold of that thing, and I said, Come I did. On, man, I, give that I back. stole give it back. from you. I, you I figured did. out a way to steal it, yeah. Oh, but yeah, I did give it, it back. But I yeah. wish I would have made is, a copy and sent it back. I know. I know. The good news is nobody has a tape player. Nobody could listen to it today, anyways. Oh, it'd be digitized. <laughs> I guarantee you, you'd be well known on uh, if, the internet. Oh, if, if I, I had Charlie bit my finger, no way. A no, a no. deep second place, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. If we could, if we could have that today on YouTube, if we could have recorded the the video, oh, I'd be rich. Oh yeah, rich. you was, would be, man. The thing was, I was so serious. I was so I know. serious about it. Oh my, wow, that got scrapped, and it yes. needed to be. That's there you when go. You know. Unfortunately, you know. the tape got scrapped with it. So be careful yeah. what you scrap. Mm. When you know the whole world is going to laugh at you and not necessarily with you, you scrap it. <laughs> <laughs> so here in my clothes, here is what I think. I've analyzed Tim Talks, and um, I, I see a need for change. I believe we need to adapt, and uh, you're fired again. <laughs> Fine. Just evolve into something that you don't want to be because well, no, I'm here I'm, to I'm keep going. you growing. Well, you're no, you're you're getting thinner. No, you're thinning away. Yeah, not yet. Well, I've lost. Enough, I've lost eleven, but yeah. You listen. You keep chewing on those cereal boxes. You're gonna lose <laughs> weight. I'm telling you. I'm Al Stone. It's been a great week, and uh, I love this topic. This has been a good one. I love yes, that. Yes, it has been. And and uh, boy, just so many good ideas. Thank you to those who've been sending some ideas in. Amen. And uh, we got a couple new ones coming up in the next few weeks. We're always looking for ideas. You're, you're, yes, you know, although you're this wasn't one of yours, of this is one of ours, so that's why it's so good. Yeah, well it is, when we count <laughs> together. Let's be honest, we started out and you were like, uh, uh, okay man, what do you wanna do? Oh, I said, were, I'm in such blitz. a smite brain fog, I don't I even know, know but you got my juices going, so I brought I brought you out of the fog into the yeah, light. There you go. That's what I do. There you go. So I'm Al Stone, and uh, let you know that we are now in Quebec, our last province. Amen. John and Romans going out hundreds of thousands. Pray that people get saved. We've had three people saved already, and uh, we need a bunch more. So please uh, keep going, uh, supporting that, praying for that. We'd appreciate it very, very much. I am Al Stone. 
This is Dan Wolven. I am in a fog, not the fog of war, the fog of smite stupor. So I am going to just sort of uh, amble on home and hope I go in the right door. Well, it's um, that's quite a stupor because it's been five days. You're already, <laughs> already it's such a stupor you don't even know what day it is. So, wow. Shoo. Keep up the good work. This is Tim Talks. We hope you have a great weekend day. And uh, keep listening. Keep sharing. And uh, give us that, uh, that, that awesome review. Subscribe, all that kind of stuff. And uh, don't forget, send in your contribution for a new opening for our 1,000th show. We are edging up ever closer. We're giving you lots of time to do it, and we hope that you'll do it soon. This is Tim Talks. We'll be oh back on Monday. Oh, my goodness. Monday. I'm so tired I didn't me. even record this. You're lying. <laughs> oh, you scared me. You scared me. With the with the uh, with the the antics we've had of late, oh, don't scare me. <laughs> My heart just stopped. It just skipped a beat. This is Tim Talks. I gotta go scrap a guy right now. <laughs> I'm gonna scrap with a guy. Okay, Scooby and Scrappy. There you go. This is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.